sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I do not know that there will be any punishment for Deshaun Watson. Right. I have inquired as to whether the, the league would do anything, but in terms of Deshaun with a head nod, but let's face it, Deshaun Watson has reported to the Texans. If the commissioner had a problem with that, he could have went ahead and acted in some manner as to saying, we don't want you to report, we're going to put you on this exemplist. And, and he hasn't done that. That is Chris Mortensen from ESPN on Deshaun Watson. I've got to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised Deshaun Watson showed up to camp on time. I guess he was a little bit out of sight, out of mind in my world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but $50,000 a day is a lot of money. Deshaun Watson, I'm not really sure he needs the money, at least not yet. We'll see what happens with the legal situation. But uh, are you surprised, Austin Lane, that Deshaun Watson is in camp? And now there's this openness to, okay, we'll try to trade him. Let's see if a team will give us the world for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely surprised that he showed up right away. At the same time, though, you know, with all these allegations and everything, I don't think Deshaun Watson really has any room in terms of leverage or having a power play here. I think that Deshaun Watson wants to play football still, which I think we all believe. But I think he understands like, yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, you get traded, you go to the team that you want to go to. But with all this stuff looming over your head right now, I think Deshaun Watson is going to take what he can get. And if that's playing for the Houston Texans for another year until everything sorts itself out, so be it. But I still am a little surprised. Well, the other part of that is Houston, basically, uh, there are reports saying we want as many as five players and picks combined, and mm-hmm. uh, we're basically open to a trade. We're, we're, this is late July. Why didn't this happen, like, around draft time? Why wouldn't have it happened earlier? Did it? Why did it take so long to get to this, where basically now Houston almost is daring another team to come trade for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting you know, set of results here. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that maybe they know something that we don't in terms of what exactly went down with these allegations. Um, I'm not sure if they really see the writing on the wall now that he definitely doesn't want to be there and it's not going to work out or the fact of what they can get for him. You know, it could be a combination of all three things, but I think in Deshaun Watson's case, once again, I mean, I don't see a team giving up five, whatever, if it's first round picks or star players to get Deshaun Watson. I understand he's a top five talent on the field and he's, he's still young coming into his prime, but with all this stuff over his head, do you really want to be that team that risks it? He gets found guilty. And then what are we talking about? Yeah. I just don't know how anybody could trade for him right now. Unless, again, there are back channels of information going on because uh, there's been no um, punishment or decision or any word, really, from the commissioner's office. Maybe they don't think this is anywhere. Maybe this is going to play out in Deshaun Watson's favor that a Philadelphia or Miami who have, have, have seemingly have the capital to be able to make a trade like this, if interested, would take that risk. 
But I'm telling you, man, I, I just don't see a market out there right now for Deshaun Watson. I don't see – when you have Tua and you invested in him if you're Miami, let's just take these two teams. And these two teams are good examples just because they have question marks at quarterback, but they also have the ability with their draft capital, maybe some of their players, to give up what Houston wants or at least come close. Well, if you're Philadelphia, you've basically committed to Jalen Hurts, and why not see that through a little bit instead of go after a guy like Deshaun Watson? And I'll give you one other thing. Deshaun Watson, in my estimation, if all this shakes out, will be available in 2022. Mm -hmm. He's still going to want out of there. Once a player wants out, they don't change their mind. He wants out. So if this all gets clean, why would any team take a risk right now? I would just wait a year. And specific to those two teams, they're probably better off waiting a year anyway and see how their quarterbacks play. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild to, to comprehend that a team would try to trade for him. And listen, I'm the first one to always say, you know, it takes outside the th box thinking to be successful in the NFL. But in this case, it's it's just far too much. I mean, I can't imagine being a GM, giving up that much capital, and all of a sudden it comes out. And listen, I don't know how many allegations we're up to now, and we'll find out if those are true or if they're false in terms of the narrative. But all it takes is one of those allegations to come true. He's found guilty. And then what are we talking about? I don't want to be the GM that gives away essentially my entire franchise for that player. I would rather, you know, lay low for the year, see how it all transpires, and then evaluate and go from there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Adam Schefter uh, this weekend and earlier today talking about Deshaun Watson. Here's what he had to say. This really was the next step that Deshaun Watson had to take. It's not that he wants to be there. It's not that the Texans want him there while – the NFL and police in Houston continue to investigate the allegations levied against Deshaun Watson over harassment. And so this is a case where if he had not reported to camp today, he would have been fined $50,000 a day. And so rather than face those fines and the ramifications that come with that, Watson reported. Now the question is, do the Texans take some action on their own? Do they excuse him from camp until the legal issues are resolved. Do they let him be there? Do they let him practice? It's hard to imagine when they seem like they're open and willing and likely to trade him at some point. We don't know when, but likely to trade him that they'll allow him to practice. So how do they avoid that happening when he doesn't want to be there practicing for them, when they don't want him practicing for them? But he had to report to avoid the fine. So this obviously is a story that is just beginning. But this was the next step in the process for Deshaun Watson. He had to do that to avoid the fines. He did. And now we see what follows suit in what will be a summer of storylines that surrounds Deshaun Watson. That's Adam Schefter on Deshaun Watson. I find it interesting. Let's bring Stuart Weber back in. Sorry, Weber, I didn't know if you were there or not. But, uh, it, you know, $50,000 a day, it's a lot of money. I get it. I mean, you're talking about at the end, you know, you sit out for 10 days, half a million bucks. I mean, I can do that math. But these guys have a ton of money. Uh, it sounds like Schefter's like, hey, he had to come in to avoid the fine. I don't know if he had to come in. If he didn't want to be there, so what? There goes a half a million dollars. Again, I know that sounds like crazy. But these guys make crazy money. So I don't, I don't know if I agree he had to come in. Weber, do you think there's anything, any other motivation behind what Watson's doing and being there? Yeah, I mean, for, for so much of the offseason, having said that he didn't want to come in, I, I'm with you there. Why, why, why come in then? Uh, the only thing I can think of is to try and prove to these other NFL teams that might be out there and might be looking that, hey, I, I'm here, I, I'm still good, you know, I'm, 
ready to play. You should trade for me right now. I, that's that's about all I can think of is to to show them that you're ready to go and and not going to be out of shape, not going to be in the wrong mindset, mm-hmm. but to be in that football playing mindset by showing up. Maybe you're you're giving that idea to the other teams. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing with these guys. I get the fines. It's a lot of money. I don't 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 mistake me. It's still a lot of money, and money's money at the end of the day. But I, I just I don't know if it means they have to make a move because of the money. The dollars are significant. It's not like it used to be. That changed in the new CBA. So there's value there uh, to get a guy in. Um, this there's no chance of this being rectified though, right? Between now and let's just say the league year next year, next March, there's no way Deshaun Watson. Is on the Houston Texans, right, Austin? No, I, I have a hard time to, to believe that. I think this is really the only play that Deshaun Watson has if he wants to play the game of football. And I think what it comes down to is he's putting on a showcase for teams this season to say, okay, you know what? I don't have a lot of support around me, to perhaps in terms of personnel. We got a brand new coaching staff. I think the best thing Deshaun Watson could do in terms of increasing, increasing his trade stock after this season is to go out there and perform in a new system with a lot of new teammates and say, look, it, I showed up on time. I, it is what it is, but I'm ready to go someplace else. Well, it's interesting as we sit here in Jacksonville after the last couple of years, the Jan stuff, the Tom Coughlin stuff, the Jalen Ramsey stuff, huh, the everything really, right? I mean, there were a lot of different things. Really interesting to watch the other teams go through. We talked a little bit about this last week. I think it's the nature of the league. As we sit here in Jacksonville, guys, there really is not a headline, you know? I mean, it's like it's almost like, hey, just pick up your hard hat, your lunch pail, and come to work. We'll see you Tuesday. Be on the field Wednesday. I, there's really not a headline outside of the headlines we've been talking about for months and months and months, which are big, mm-hmm. but there's nothing new. I got to believe that's a very pleasant thing for Urban Meyer, Trent Balky, Shad Khan, and this organization. Yeah, by no means is that a bad thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, 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 Some we, would call it the best thing, Stuart. Yeah, we, we certainly don't want any of those, uh, those big-time headlines about disgruntled players or players in legal trouble. We don't need any of that here in Jacksonville. The only legal trouble was the fact that Urban Meyer might have had guys hitting too early and loses some OTAs for next year. That's fine. That's yeah. If that's no that, one's gonna bet an eye about that, except the, wor- the players. When Urban Meyer comes back and uh, hey, you guys, you guys want to snitch on me? Check this out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's certainly part of it. So like the the biggest thing right now is just Gardner Minshew, you know, going on podcasts and making good quotes. Like that's that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point. I was gonna save Gardner Minshew. Uh, until four o'clock ish, maybe. But let's just touch on it now because I think it, it, it it's along those lines. I guess is there potential for Gardner Minshew's situation, his competitive nature? Uh, I think someone something that even Urban Meyer has pointed out. We know he is. He's super competitive. His uh, his belief in himself, which he should have belief. Uh, Austin, we've said it many a times. We're fans of, of of Minshew. We think he's he can play in this league. You know, um, but. He's not going to be the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars over the weekend. He has a hilarious quote on the podcast <laughs> where he basically says, I haven't taken you-know-what in a couple of weeks because I don't, I don't – uh, number, being number two is not an option. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was his answer to the, to the competition or his thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. But could there be some drama that might brew with Minshew? Because if there's one guy that maybe doesn't want to be here, if there was one guy I was – um, advising to say, hey, maybe this isn't the best place for you, it would probably be Minshew. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the kind of the attitude and demeanor that he's going to bring in that locker room, you know, I guess willing to surrender the starting spot, if you will, 
I don't see that being really an issue with Minshew. Now, I love what he said, Mwah, chef's kiss to it, probably the quote of the offseason, if we're being honest here. But at the end of the day, he has to understand one of the golden rules of, of, of football and that it's not always fair. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you want to win, doesn't matter how hard you work um, or, or the talent that you have. If they pick a quarterback at number one overall, your time is done. And that's the way just that's the way things are. And that's the way things always will be. So I think the best thing that Gardner Minshew can do now, because he still wants to play in this league as he should, he's earned that right, he's earned that privilege, is for him to be try, try to be the best teammate as possible, try to be the best backup quarterback as possible. And by that I mean pushing Trevor Lawrence, you know, making maybe Trevor Lawrence feel a little uncomfortable and being the best co- backup quarterback possible. Because other teams will take note of that. People talk around the league, and that will probably be his best option and get traded and go to another team where he can actually get them starting time. I think right now, I think his days in Jacksonville are numbered, and it just begs the question, if you're Urban Meyer, do you keep him in Jacksonville, in, in, uh, in um, Gardner Minshew, or do you go with a guy that you invested a little capital in, in C.J. Beathard? To pull from uh, Austin Dutherlove, by the way, of the AEW, it's a little MJF factor. He's just staying in character. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's, so just, he is. he's just staying in, in that Gardner Minshew, you know, Mississippi mullet, mud flapper. <laughs> you know, he's the he, he's just staying in that character, I think, as long as he can uh, while people will let him do it. <laughs> do you guys, do you think there's any chance he could look so good in August? He got a lot of reps in the spring that they say, you know what, hey, He's playing really well. Trevor, sit down for a couple weeks. I mean, Trevor's got to be the guy week one, right? There's no other way about it. I don't like it's almost like if Minshew threw 62 touchdowns and no picks and didn't throw an incompletion in August, I don't think he's got a chance to even start day one. No, there's no way because despite of what the stats say and the percentages and the analytics, what what it comes down to is your win-loss record. And the win-loss record last year for Gardner Minshew, it it wasn't good. And that's why you have Trevor Lawrence now as your starting quarterback. Um, I I think there's zero way that you sit Trevor Lawrence down because we always talk about this. He's the most NFL-ready quarterback out of that draft class. Um, He's won everywhere that he's been at. And to sit him and to say, hey, you know what, this is Gardner Minshew's show for a little bit until you get acclimated and you get acquainted. No, that's, that's not how the NFL works, and that's not how first overall picks work. Yeah, especially this guy, right? I mean, and I, you know, I, I'm telling you, I know the makeup of of Minshew. I think we all do, but it, it is that's who he is. Like the the quote was funny. That fits persona, but he ain't kidding in his mind. Mm-hmm. Like he is he he is going to go out there and try to win that job. Like he's got a chance, even though, like you said, Austin, football isn't fair. Sometimes he really doesn't have a chance. And so the reason I wanted to couple this with the Deshaun Watson stuff is if Watson were to move or if they don't want to play Watson because they want to keep him healthy so they can move him at some point, is Houston a possible landing spot for Gardner Minshew if he looks good in August in a couple of preseason games? Does Houston pick up the phone? I'm not saying trade Deshaun Watson here, folks. I'm mm-hmm. just saying spend a pick to go get a guy like Minshew. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of possibilities where he could end up. You know, that they did get a quarterback, uh, Davis Mills. They have Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, if you do sit Watson, like, I think Minshew would be a, a great viable option, at least for a backup quarterback, and to probably compete with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure how they feel about David Mills right now. But at the end of the day, uh, I think he has to get in his mind that 
there's not a lot of starting opportunities out there. I'm not sure if even Houston is one of them. Well, if I'm the Jags, I don't like giving one of the quarterbacks that spent camp with us to a division rival either. And that's a great point as well, Stuart. Yeah, that's a good call. It's a good point. Okay, real quick, I know we're going to go break. You'd rather have C.J. Beathard as your backup quarterback or Gardner Minshew? Seriously. Go ahead. Minshew for me. Yeah, it's going to be Minshew for me too. It, yeah, it, come, it comes at a discount. Me too. Yeah. Like, I, they spent $5 million on Beathard. I don't even know if they need him. Mm-hmm. Well, you spent how much on a jersey for Ty? I mean, you know, we got to get those 15 jerseys some more work out there. <laughs> That's a good point. Very true. That was pretty expensive. That was for Kaylee, by the way. Oh, Kaylee, uh, sorry. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Brett Martin of Austin Lane. Stuart Weber in on a Monday. It must be football week. Casey along as well. It is football season. We'll be back in studio on Wednesday. Back there for that first practice. Got a couple more uh, days of of this final travel ball tournament. I've been enjoying this Atlanta tournament. A lot of people say this tournament like stinks because you got to drive all over creation. And, you know, driving in Atlanta is not great. Not right? ideal. Not uh, ideal at all. But I've actually enjoyed it. We went to this one spot like uh, on the foot of the Blue Ridge Mountains like an hour away. That field was beautiful with a couple of nice little small towns. So I enjoyed the ride. And then the last couple of days have been just about a half hour away. Not too bad. Well, today, just quick story. We wake up at like 6 a.m. We got a, a game that was supposed to be at 11.15. Then it moved to 9 late last night. So we got and it's an hour away, the park. And so, you know, we got to leave at 6.45 or so. Uh, and we drive over, we get there, and there is like, the field doesn't look that bad from a distance. In fact, some of these high school fields are just incredible. Uh, this one's built down in the valley. It's really a beautiful setting. And But we haven't had a ton of rain in the area, but I guess they got swamped with rain last night for about an hour. Well, there's like a lake out in right field, like a, like a lake. And so it. As it's Good like thing Ty's eight. an infielder. <laughs> yeah, Good true. Point. He, he, he would have needed his swimmies. Uh, but the 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 guy the home state fields, like they, what they do is they rent these fields from the high schools, right? So it would be like renting it from Bartram or Creekside or somebody like that. Well, they have to take care of the field. Well, the guy shows up at like 8.15 for a 9 o'clock game, and he's got a lake in right field. And so there's no way we're playing at 9 o'clock. So they end up trying to fix it. They push it to 12. Mm. So, you know, we left at 6.45. Now it's at 12. We stop at the old Waffle House for a little breakfast. You know. The- now we're talking. All right. We get back out there at 12. They still haven't fixed the lake. Now it's 100 degrees and sunny out. Like, it hasn't rained a drop for us. But they can't get the field playable. So, basically, we got moved to a 430 game at a different high school about an hour away from there. Oh, man. So now I understand why people don't like this tournament sometimes. I guess so. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's been a good, uh, good competition and stuff. And this is another beautiful field. I'm sitting here in the parking lot doing the show. Uh, but I'll probably only go up until about 430. Um, Got to catch a couple more games before the, before the football and, and, and the, the no days off begins. So, I was going to say, tournament's uh, probably worth it, though, because you got a perfect game tweet on Ty. So you got we that did, going for We you. got the perfect game tweet on Ty. I'm not a big fan of the perfect game tweets, but that is his first career one. So there we go. Um, I'll do the tweeting. <laughs> I do plenty of that. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, how about quick quick thought on the Olympics, okay? Um, one overall, USA basketball, holy cats. I mean, can we can we stop being embarrassing? It's one thing if the rest of the world is caught up and we're not going to send, like, our A-team all-stars over there. But this is getting a little embarrassing, guys. Yeah, um, embarrassing to say the least. You know, and I understand. Like, 
France has some good players. You know, they have Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gobert and Evan Fournier. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> and Rudy Gobert. That's about it. Like, And I get it. The excuse is going to be, well, it's not like the best talent in the USA is playing in the Olympics. You still have guys like Dame Lillard. You have one of the best guys in Kevin Durant. To me, there's still no excuse. So it's definitely, um, to, to, to me, it is embarrassing, you know, and like far be it for me to, you know, talk smack about other professional athletes in this manner, but y- you can't lose these games. And it's almost like, and we talked about this a little bit last week, Brent, where it's almost like it's, it's a lose-lose situation because either you win because you're expected to win because you're the United States of America in basketball, or you lose and you go for being the dream team to now you're the meme team. And, and people are making fun of you, so tough, it's a lose-lose. Tough month for uh, Dame Lillard, you know, losing in the Olympics, but yeah. also getting worked in Space Jam 2. I mean, just <laughs> just an awful showing from him there. He did get worked in Space Jam 2. Uh, Spoiler alert. Way, yeah, the gym, I didn't see that yet, uh, and won't probably. Uh, the gymnastics team, uh, not off to a great start, but they'll be fine, I believe. The swimming team off to an awesome start. Caleb Dressel, gold medal. Ryan Murphy will uh, swim tonight in the 100 back for a gold medal. So good luck to those guys. Michelle Moultrie from Mandarin playing softball. She'll play in the gold medal game tomorrow night for team usa so a lot of good stories to tell um for the u.s so far really in the pool has been um the best story so far for uh, team usa so we figure they'll do very well i i got this i have this question about the um olympics <laughs> it's so funny I, you know i spend a lot of time with ty these days right mm-hmm. so he asked me today and he's like hey do more people around here, like he said here, I'm like, you mean in Atlanta? He's like, no, I mean, like around the country, he's like around the country, care about the Olympics. He's like, because like we're watching it a little bit, but not like locked into it. And I was like, yeah, that's a good question. I said, I think people are watching it, but I think the Olympics have really lost their luster from the time when, when I was a kid. Like, I really do. Like over the years, I think, and there, I think there's a couple of different reasons why I think the professionalism of it, it, you know, when we went to the Dream Team and the NBA guys and lost the amateur nature of, say, the Miracle on Ice team, there was just something charming about that, you know. And we had to do it because if the other countries are going to go give, bring their best players, we got to try to bring our best players. Like, I understand it. But even in the Olympics, like, we've watched all those guys play basketball, right? We watched those guys play some of those sports. I think the, the thing that most people look forward to now in the Olympics are swimming and gymnastics because we don't see them on our TV every night. I think the big thing for for me when I look at the Olympics is that it draws in that non-sports fan crowd. You know, it's able to pull those people in who aren't locked in to, I don't know, ESPN 690, for example. (laughs) You know, our our diehard sports fans are are locked into sports all the time. They're going to stick to the the mainstream sports in the Olympics. But uh, those non-sports fans, they want the stories. They want the, you know, Simone Biles, who they've heard so much about. They want to see her compete in gymnastics. They want to see these events that like you said you only see every few years so I, I do feel like with how segmented sports have become everyone's got their favorites you're getting more and more people just locked into that and maybe less interested in the overall you know olympic spirit where everyone is just going for team usa well and especially now too because it's a lot like the ncaa tournament where every game's available every sport is available you know like i remember back as a kid it's like all right well we're watching track and field tonight because that's that that's the option or you're, you're watching gymnastics or you're watching figure skating if it's the winter olympics i can go um, on that app and i can choose yeah, whatever that, sport i, I watched some badminton yesterday no, for just sure terrific N- nowadays like now they got like i was watching mountain biking this afternoon which 
okay. You know, I was watching skateboarding too, which was, I mean, you want to talk about 13 year olds winning gold medals. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that that's just insane. And that's all well, that hurt it. You know, as some of those periphery sports, has that hurt? And, and maybe lost the luster of the Olympics. See, Olympics. I, in my opinion, no, because I think skateboarding is such an alternative sport that we're not accustomed to seeing that it's only going to bring fresh faces and people are, you know, it's one of the biggest stories so far of the Olympics. I think it only helps. But at the end of the day, like Stuart was saying, I think we just want to see greatness, whether it's Simone Biles, whether it was Usain Bolt of, you know, uh, the, the past decade Phelps or so. Phelps in the pool. It's, just, it's something about seeing the best athlete in the world time and time again perform on the biggest stage. By the way, there's yeah. best skateboarders coming to Jacksonville in November. You better believe yeah. it, man. Uh, You're ready. Yes, they are. Uh, by the way, Simone Biles, for me, is the most entertaining athlete on the planet right now, so I love it. But the ratings were down like 30-something percent over the weekend on the Olympics. One final thought on why. I think I think I have a fix, potentially. you got to tell me if I'm crazy, but then we go back to football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the latest on that. Coming up, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.